0: Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in.
1: Came up when I was talking about. So, did have you? Did you listen to the episode? I just mentioned? I didn't, but I saw it yesterday, and so, I was like, okay, I need to listen to it. Oh my god, it's so good. So, I'll give you like a little like nutshell thing, just so you can it makes sense when I go into this. Yeah. But I broke down what everybody is going through because everybody is like really struggling right now and going through these like crazy releases and purges, mm-hmm. and. I broke it down into the Christmas carol. So that goes Christmas past. I feel like there's a lot of people and experiences that have been coming up from my past, especially and for a lot of other people in order to facilitate healing. Mm -hmm. And then there's been all of these things, these like crazy things that have been going on like in the present to help integrate the past experiences. So something that can seem like this huge, big thing that's happening in the present moment like it actually is not like Mm -hmm. it's actually just here for the moment to help you integrate whatever you're doing and healing from the past Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of moves on its way and like that's great but with that goes a very um, intense mindset shift that a lot of people are happening so we need to step away from the idea that we need to work really really hard in order to be successful or get whatever it is that we want to get and we need to shift into a place where we are working on removing the blockages that are keeping us from receiving. Right. So it's not about achieving, it's about receiving. And mm-hmm. so obviously, yes, you have to do the work, but half of that work is removing the blockages or the subconscious beliefs that you do have to work 70 hours a week in order to pay your rent. Yeah. You know, that's like getting a, out of the survivor or survival, survival mode. mode. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And that you know especially for us because we did talk about spirituality I'm going to go into this in a second but like truly believing that you are fully funded and supported by spirit yeah in your journey and that you are whole and complete exactly as you are and anything that is keeping you from believing that is a blockage that just needs to be healed and removed yeah and so that was like the whole present that's what we're shifting into mm-hmm. and that's a big shift for a lot of people because that's very different than Earning your worth, earning your way to heaven, earning your your worth in money, earning your worth with your family in a relationship, like in so many ways. And then the future, in my opinion, is all about this. It's about connection. It's about community. And um, I know that for me, a big part of that is ceremony and ritual, Mm -hmm. being able to connect with like the divine, my spirit, my highest self, my ancestors. And I know we chatted a little bit about that before, and so I want to talk more about that because yeah. I know that, like, <laughs> you know, this we, is my jam, though. Oh, girl, I know. It's really going <laughs> to get weird, guys. Let's go. It's going to get weird. So prepared. <laughs> but like, okay, so we had talked it's a like little bit. Freaks. This is like flag. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. So, I know I really we both are. have like Celtic ancestry, mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about like we didn't call it this, but I'm going to call it this a little bit, like this new age movement where people are like, kind of culturally appropriating from, like, other cultures, mm-hmm. so, like, it's okay to burn sage, Celts burn sage, but smudging is a Native American practice, and that's, like, a completely different thing, mm-hmm. and just, I feel like, and we, we've said this before, and correct me if I'm wrong, that I, I feel like there are a lot of groups of people that have very strong ritual and ceremony tied to their ancestry and past, and I know that I feel this way, I think you do too, it's, like, we don't really have yeah that. I've, i have I... I love this topic so much.
0: This is like something. You no, know, like I know. I keep saying I've been diving into this. I dive into a lot. I'm. I've got a lot of That's Gemini. In my chart. Yeah, I've got a lot of Gemini in my chart, so I can just, just like do a lot intellectually. absorb yeah, everything. I love learning, and so um, yeah. So I watched it. All kind of got uh, not like triggered, but it all got started because I watched this video from this other this coach. Um, and she was talking about how a lot of white people, Caucasian people, feel like they don't have, um, they don't feel like they have tradition. They don't feel like they have rituals. They don't feel like they have a culture. And we know, and like, I'm just going to say it, I might get black backlash for it, but A lot of us, like, we grab onto other cultures. Like, so even the spiritual community, you know, grabbing onto yogic
1: philosophy, grabbing onto Native Americans, grabbing onto all these different things. My entire career is based on cultural appropriation. Like, I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner and a yoga instructor. Like, nothing I do is white person stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm a yoga teacher,
0: Reiki master. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I'm right there with you. And, like, I feel... Um, And there's this part of me that's like, you know, soul, soul doesn't have a culture, right? Soul just is, and that these are all tools. So I don't think that there's any shame in us resonating or practicing certain things. But I do think that like, we also should bring awareness to the fact that there is a disconnect between our like us and our lineage, our lineage, and then what our practices are. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And so, what I started to dive into was, <laughs> turn around the W word all day. Stay with, stay with. <laughs> the, the witch trials that originally, uh, the the first time or the only time wasn't in Salem; it was actually in Europe, and there was a lot of colonization by the Roman Empire that went through the different countries, like went through and wiped out. Celts, like Celtic villages, Celtic um, tribes, and they targeted anybody, but specifically women, because women were really held up, like held um, and respected as spiritual leaders, because we have the ability to bleed and like not die and to create life and intuition. And we were doulas and medicine women. And we, you know, we were very much um, regarded as sacred beings. And The Roman Empire didn't want that. That's not what they resonated with. And in a lot of ways, it made sense.
1: Challenged their beliefs and their power. Exactly. And
0: there's a lot, and I'm not 100% on, you know, this is a part I haven't dove into as much. But from what I've been listening to, a big part of it was that they saw that um, Christians were willing to die for what they believed in. Which is like not, the devotion is, is... um, the energy of devotion is not a bad thing, but they saw that as a way of controlling the people mm-hmm. and creating army, uh, armies. armies. Um, and so, So yeah, so like our lineage, the Celtic lineage, those things were really wiped away because anybody, I mean, they estimate, I think it was like 9 million. I want to say it's like 15 million, but I think it's like 9 million I wanna like fact-check it, but I won't. <laughs> but there was a million the point is that there were millions of women, men and children as well, but primarily women that were killed, that were spiritual beings, that were uh doulas, they were intuitives, they were um medicine women of some kind, and people they were people who didn't want to give up their belief and they didn't want to convert to what they were being asked to convert to. Yeah. And so for us like if we have Celtic lineage, the chances of us going back in our lineage and, and being, being able connect, to connect with with the people that who were who were killed, there were like 650 different languages and like different tribes and there's Nowhere near that amount now. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. I never knew all of that.
0: Yeah. So it's stuff that, like... And I'll admit that, like, I'm still, like, skimming the surface. So, like, sure. there may be information here that's not 100% accurate. Like, 100% accurate. But this is, like, what I've been really learning about and, like, just starting to dive into. And um I have to be careful. I'm just, like, somebody who, like, once I'm into something, I can, like, <laughs> dive, like... <laughs> Go into the rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. So I've been, like, trying to be aware of it. But... um But yeah, just really understanding that there is that disconnect from our our lineage, from our practices, and it just feeds into the fear of being a spiritual being, being a woman of of spiritual connection, Mm -hmm. because there's been so many things throughout history that have shown us that it's not okay.
1: Right. Not only is it not okay, but it's actually like mortally dangerous it's yeah to be
0: that way yeah that w- there is that fear of and I and I know that there's par- probably people that will um that will hear the word persecution come out of my mouth like when I say that and they're like be like oh that's so dramatic but like okay it doesn't resonate with you but like the people who that really resonates with like it's real mm-hmm. and like you know being on Facebook and having friends and family like see the stuff that you're posting and talking about things it's like it is scary it's like our am I going to be alienated from my family? Are people going to not be my friends? Like, there's um, uh, violent religious, uh, like, uh, violent crimes or violent actions that are taken against, against people for prejudice reasons all the time. Like, right. you know, do I think somebody's going to knock on my door and, like, do something horrible? You. Yeah. you know, yeah, no. But maybe other, maybe somebody else can't speak out because that's a real thing. Yeah. You know, and it's still just talking about the fact that, Um, whatever it is that you, I think it all comes down to like, it, it should be okay to believe in whatever, whatever you want to believe in and practice whatever you want to practice. And like, I can say with like full certainty that you and I are doing the things that we do in our lives and in the world to make a difference and to help people heal. There's no, like, malintention. Like, we really am. There's no animal sacrifices. (laughs) No, no animal
1: sacrifices over here. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm a vegan, so, like, I'm kind of on the opposite end of that. But, like... Protect all the animals.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, it's... I don't know. It's just... There's so much to it. And I just... The more I talk to other women that are, especially that program that I was a part of, so many of them, like their biggest obstacle with like fully showing up a hundred percent, like in their magic to like, um, operate, um, or to like offer their gifts. A big part of it was like, I'm afraid of judgment. I'm afraid of like being too woo woo. Right. Like I'm afraid of all these things. I'm afraid people aren't going to take me seriously. I'm afraid that, what my family's gonna think I'm afraid that I'm gonna like that my partner isn't going to support me and that like you know our relationship will fall apart because we're not on the same page and it's just like a goat that's that's not just mine and your story right like there's, so,
1: I mean, there's it, so many stories something that you just said struck something with me that I think I'm probably never gonna forget and it was that You are not in danger of being like physically harmed for speaking up for yourself, but there are other people that like actually could be. So you're speaking up for yourself and for them. And it made my argument of I'm afraid because for me, I'm afraid of confrontation. I don't want to feel like I have to defend myself. And I also don't want to feel like I'm offending anybody because my beliefs are different than theirs. And so I'm just like, it's this weird thing. It's like people share their beliefs all the time and I'm not offended by it. Yeah. You know, just because you want to put Christ back in Christmas, and I believe that it's Yule. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Even though it's, like, not... Even though it's just, a pagan holiday. Yeah, sorry. You know, but It is what it is. Yeah, and so I'm like, but if that's what you want to do, like, that's fine. And so I'm like, but for some reason, when I want to share about it, it feels like I'm being, like, argumentative a little bit. And then I, like, I don't want to start shit with people. But that's and, because that's what it's been
0: forever, right? Like, yeah, it's true. and And that's the thing I think <clears throat> that, like... I think it's something that, like, it gets to be scary and it gets to be, like, comfort- we can feel, like, and I totally relate that. I'm like, oh, I feel like when I put this out there, I'm just asking
1: for it, right? I'm just- yes. That's literally I mean, really what I feel. That sounds like such rape culture. No, but it, well, yeah, they, let's just, like, holy let's, shit. Bring that let's just bring that. I mean, we're just going to talk about everything. we might yeah. talk about that, too. But, yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's essentially what it is. It's well yeah, it's
0: we're not allowed to be in our power, we're not allowed to wear what we want, we're not allowed to say what we want to say, we're not allowed to do anything, and any consequence that happens is our fault is our fault. We asked for it. Oh my god, I'm gonna <laughs> throw up. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah, no, don't be spiritual. Like, don't be too spiritual, don't be too sexual, don't be too outspoken, don't be this, don't be that. And it's like and I like that that has been something that like again that I've been diving into <laughs> because it's like I had so much shame in being, like, a sexual person.
1: Part I still have fear of that. And I literally was just thinking about that the other day because I had – I did this video where I was, like, doing yoga, which turned into, like, dancing. And what? it was – I had this really beautiful picture. And it's not overtly sexual, but it is me getting in touch with my feminine side. And I've been, like – Post it. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, my God, should I post this? Should I not? Like – and it it is, like, that is a wound that I have in my divine feminine of fear of people – having a judgment about me putting that out there. Oh, she's mm-hmm. seeking attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is for, you know, she just wants whatever, you know? And yeah. that is... Should I <laughs> Should I post it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but when, when we
0: stop recording, I'm going to, like, watch her post it. <laughs> watch out for that, guy. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> but I'm sorry I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Oh, I... No, just... I, I don't remember, honestly, but I think... You were saying, like, getting in touch with your sexuality or, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, um... Yeah, just, like, all these things of just, like, owning the multi-dimensional like, person that I, like, I can be this, like, very sensual, sexual person, and I can sit down in a room full of doctors and clinicians and have these very clinical, like, science like, me like, conversations, you Absolutely. know? And, like, like, I don't mean to make that noise, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, and then I can also sit down and, like, jam out about, like, I can go down the rabbit hole of, like, the spirituality aspect of things and, like, the bigger picture of life and... All that stuff, and it's just, like, it's taken me so long to fully be, like... You're I'm, allowed to be a multidimensional dimensional I'm allowed being. to, yeah. I'm allowed to, like, sit here and have this conversation, and then I'm allowed to go somewhere else and, like, have a different version of myself. And it doesn't make me fake. It doesn't make me inauthentic. It makes me aware of all the different, like, aspects of who I am. And I give myself permission to tap into those things when I want.
1: Yeah. And with who I it's want. your choice. It's your life. I (laughs) I always have to go back to that. Honestly, it's like, who are you? Those are the two things that I need to like write on my bathroom mirror. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you living your life for? And remember who the fuck you are. Yeah. Like, those are the two things I need to remind myself of on a daily basis. And the who are, remember who the fuck you are is one that I've been working on lately, which you even said a minute ago when you were talking about when you left to your boss, to your ex-boss. And that's a big one for me. Oh, yeah. I said it straight to his face, too. I, <laughs> I <said so> <laughs> yeah. that like, the best thing ever. Yeah. And I was, like, <laughs> I literally walked out and I
0: was, like, ooh, like, who am I? And like, I'm just, like, I've always been the, like, I'll stand up if I need to. Um, but, like, I'll, most of the time I'm just, like, oh, this is, like, such a waste of energy because this is about you and not really about me. Oh, and right, I just don't internalize it. So I'm just going to, like, leave you to all of that. Yeah. But enjoy like, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, like, good luck with that. But, like. Yeah, mine. Mine lately have been. Um, you're allowed to take up space, and what are you teaching the world?
1: Mm, I love those both of
0: those things. Yeah, I have them on. Um, they're actually from um, Danielle Laporte. She has those truth <gasps> she's bombs. My I went to
1: her White Hot Truth book opening oh, nice. at the Agape Spiritual Center in LA, mm-hmm. and got to meet her and she Michael amazing. Beckworth, and both of them were amazing beings. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah she's. She is exactly the way you would picture her to be. Like, she is just the most incredible poet and writer and speaker. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, you can just feel how rooted she is in her being. Yeah. In everything you just talked about, in her sexuality, sensuality, power, Mm -hmm. intellectualism, like, everything. She can really just climb the ladder from, like, spirit to earth. She's awesome.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so important, too, is, like, remembering, like, we get to choose, like, again, like, what aspects and then, like, what energy, right? Like, oh, I'm noticing that I'm a little bit more ungrounded. I'm a little frazzled. I'm not really getting things done today. So, like, I need to implement, like, some of that masculine structure. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, now there's a little too much structure. I feel like I need to be nourished. So, like, okay, let me pull in some, like, the feminine. Let me do a little bit of yoga. Let me, you know, I don't know. Like...
1: Yeah. my question for you is like, do you have, so you have this like coaching group that you're in? I'm not in it anymore. You're not in, in it in anymore. It, yeah. Like, are you able to do all of this on your own? Like, do you have, cause I know that even just sitting here and talking with you, I'm like, my soul is like jumping up and down for joy. <laughs> like I need more sisterhood. Like I need more of this in my life. Like, do you feel like you have like a group of people that support you and reminding you of these things? Cause I know from my, in my experience, like. I need to be reminded sometimes.
0: Yeah, I um, I feel like that group gave me some really great connections of women who just, like, see me and get me and are just, like, every time I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And just being like, you're a powerful-ass motherfucker. That's who you are. <laughs> get back to work. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Thank you. I need that. Yeah, you know, and, like, just having, like, those people that are, like, you know, and then also, like, my boyfriend's pretty, like, good at you know when I'm like in that breakdown mode of oh my gosh like this is so scary he he calls me warrior princess so he's like you know pushes me back Amazing. out yeah he's just like I love you you got this like go um <laughs> but with that said I also feel like there's never like you can't have too many people in your life like so hi <laughs> hi <I'm> so, hi <laughs> yes, and
1: I was just thinking like we need to come up I would love to be able to either do it here maybe at the yoga studio across the street like monthly meetings like full moon yeah. meetings I and mean, it could be anything it could be reiki it could be sound healing mm-hmm. it could just be sitting together in a circle and like lighting some candles and dancing like yeah something I just feel we should do women's circles I would love to do some women's circles yeah together. I've done a few of them
0: <laughs> I'll tell you guys a funny story <laughs> so my first women's circle um I had like a lot of fear and I was also working with two girls who like um I love them, and we're really, really great friends. Um, Not the greatest working partners, which is, like, okay. Um, But there was a lot of tension building because we were all at, like, super pivotal times in our lives. Um, There was a lot of tension kind of building, which, like, I think this is also when I was, like, really starting to, like, address the sisterhood wound and, like, not fully – taking accountability for the way that I mm. showed up as a sister. Um, this was a couple years ago. Um, but anyway, so they, we each had, like, a little activity that we wanted to do. Their things were beautiful and feminine and amazing. And then I was like, all right, guys, like, let's, um, let's write some stuff down on a paper and burn it. So I got, like, <laughs> so embarrassing, but I got this, this, like, um, tin foil kind of, uh, thing that you would cook a yeah like pie bacon in. yeah bacon and it got this giant candle had everybody put the papers in it started like an it had there was a <gasps> campfire oh my god in the tin foil um we all, I almost set the building on fire <laughs> which like at the time was the most mortifying thing I've i, I not it's not the most mortifying thing I've been through a lot but life. in the moment it felt like it was bit. awful yeah because I was like oh here was this beautiful thing and then all of us for like a good five minutes were like all of us trying to coughing speaking, and like kind of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, freaking out, trying to get it outside. We had to, like, flip the the tin over to get the fire to, like, s- get, like, snuffed out or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then I was sitting on the floor for, like, two hours, like, um, getting the wax off of the floor. Yeah. It was, it was really gnarly. So yeah. So, okay. So in the future, so fire. in the future, I have
1: found this paper that dissolves in water so oh, you perfect. can write on it and then we can just dissolve it in water. See, where were you years ago? Okay. Yeah. No, it was, it was really, i done something similar to that, but it's much easier. It was, and everybody was like, Oh, that was so powerful.
0: And the, and then after everybody was like, Oh, the fire thing was actually cool. It made it like even more, you know, powerful. And I was like, Yeah. My credit cards on file, and this building almost went down. So, so yeah, never again. Never again. That is hysterical.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I've never, I've never done them like regularly, but I have done a few, and I've done like right of the womb ceremonies mm-hmm. and cacao ceremonies and things like that. But yeah, I would love to be able to just bring. Some sisters together and like yeah. connect with our spirituality because I know that even in some of my super super close friends, like I have felt definitely within the last few weeks like a reconnection of sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of in a lot of relationships, even like getting to connected with you and like after like three three years, years yeah, yeah, and have never having never met in person. I know, but yeah, like I'm definitely. It's fine, I'm not bitter. <laughs> 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 we are where we are now. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, but. Yeah, like, I know that I can feel their souls calling for it and not really sure how to go about it, if that makes sense, like, because we are so much or so many of us are in the ego mind. And so it is a jump to get embodied and get in body, you know, and move and be able to have a safe space where we can, like, move the emotions and what we're going through through our bodies and, like, through our voices and through, like, Mm -hmm. just collective sisterhood love and yeah, I think there's
0: something so like primal yeah. about that, you know, like and so instinctual about women needing women and I think that so many of us like because we haven't had that like as a collective, there's there's consequences to that. There has to be because it's so it's something so primal in in tribes, like you know, in indigenous tribes, like women really stuck together. Men were just kind of there to do what men <laughs> do—the do hunt the men and fish and provide For, sperm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and like you know, and I, I mean, I, like I love the connection that I have with like my man, and like you know sure, all the things. I but, know, yeah. But I also, thing. I also need like girls in my life and need right. to be able to like. Um, be seen and understood and I think that because we've disconnected from women so much because of the sisterhood wound and because of the mistrust because of the betrayal we all have stories of being stabbed in the back by or stabbing one another. other women
1: in the back i'm not i'm oh.
0: totally guilty of that oh, I'm not, no like and i i will never sit here and i'm very upfront about like i've been like the other chick i've been like yeah. you know and like i don't have shame around that because like everything has gotten me to where i am yeah today. without that we wouldn't
1: have the awareness exactly we, and we wouldn't be able to facilitate healing and like bring other women into the fold and go yeah. i've been you so there's no shame in you coming here even if you did do things you are feeling guilt about? Yeah, or yeah, or just like, yeah, I don't know. There's
0: been there. I have felt a lot of shame and a lot of things. But in order to pivot and in order to show up the way that like I am choosing to show up, like I also have to understand like where I what I've done and where I've been and take accountability for that, and not in a place of like shame, but in a like I see that and mm-hmm. I recognize that that I was operating from wounds, and I think a big part of that too is like us. A big part of the reasons why so many relationships struggle is because women, a lot of women look to men to be things that men are not innately,
1: like, that they're not Yeah, well, we want naturally. our partners to be everything to us. Yeah. And so if they're not fulfilling that, then they're failing. And really, we need a lot of other relationships in our lives to give us the fulfillment that we need. Our part That's too much pressure to put on one person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and
0: when they're like, oh, my partner's my best friend, it's like, okay, yeah, like, I mean – I mean, there's no judgments, right? No, like that's
1: great. You should have that in a relationship. And you also, also... And. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the or. It's the and. It's the and. Yeah. You know,
0: like, yeah. I see, there are so many other ways to be fulfilled. Yeah. Like, I see my boyfriend, Mike, is, like, one of my greatest friends. And, like, we have such an amazing, like, relationship. And, like... I also need my girls because, like, if there's something going on and I'm, like, he doesn't – one day he was, like, can I unsubscribe from your period blog? And, like, <laughs> you know, like, I love you and, like, I'll rub your back, but, like, you know, yeah. I don't – know he doesn't fully know how. And and men, I think, like, he's done – he's got a daughter, he was married, like, you know, he's he's well-rounded, like, he's got the tools. But, like, also the way I call my girlfriend and talk about the things that I'm experiencing in my female body – it's not – he can't support me in that same way, and I shouldn't expect him to. Right.
1: He's – It's he not – he's not wrong that. for it. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I um, – there were two – there were two stories – oh, okay. So, one of my mentors, who I absolutely adore, is um, – Incredible. She's a medium. She channels and she's super connected to spirit. And she was a teacher for a really long time at S Factor. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what she does is help women tap into connection with their own physicality and sensuality, and like the sensuality. through their bodies mm-hmm. and through movement to like really not only like connect with themselves but also to help them move wounds through them so that they're not holding onto them in the cells of their body. Mm -hmm. And she was such an integral part of my healing about three years ago when I was going through like a really hard time. And she invited me to a baby shower and I, it was for one of her friends and it was a lot of S factor women Mm -hmm. and I had been to a couple of different events with the S-Factor Women, which is just, it's so much more than pole dancing. It is really about women empowering women and, like, showing up for women. And I, it's, there are no words to describe it. And so she invited me to this baby shower and I'm going, okay, it's baby shower. Like, great. I don't know. Like, can I just tell you, this was hands down one of the most influential moments of my entire life. There must have been... 30-35 women and the doula who was going to be delivering her baby was there and she had brought this like special blanket that had been like passed down through like the mama's lineage Mm -hmm. um, from like grandmother to mother to daughter and now to great granddaughter and she had this blanket with her that she like wrapped the mom in and we all stood in a circle and they like took her through this rite of passage ceremony from, like, maiden to mother. Mm -hmm. And she went, there was almost like a medicine wheel. So there was, like, four sides Mm -hmm. or, like, four little areas. And she was, like, facilitated this, like, the four directions, right? Like, moving through, Mm -hmm. like, the process. And one of the things that they do in S-Factor when women are dancing out what it is that they need to dance out is you match them so if they get low on the floor you get lower than them Mm -hmm. to like be like in like reverence yeah and just I have goosebumps right now sounds so just these women showing up for her in so I'm gonna cry like in just in body in spirit there was a moment where she she had the blanket over her head and she was just moving and walking and my friend and I were there, and we were drumming, and she, like, peeled the blanket off of her head, and she was standing in front of this woman, and they just stood there and just made this, like, primal eye contact, and they were both mm-hmm. just, like, still kind of moving and swaying, but, like, they just, like, stood there so and held space for each other, and it was almost like you could see that sisterhood wound Healing. Yeah. Not even because they had it between themselves, but for, co- like, collectively. Like, you could see this momentary, like, challenge. Mm-hmm. And then both women stepping up to the challenge and then making that conscious choice of, like, instead of being your rival, I will just be your your, as sister. your sister. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh. It's, so, it's so crazy.
0: It's so... Freaking crazy because, like, I remember this was, like, years ago. This is like, maybe even before my, like, healing journey. But I noticed that, like, when you make eye contact with women, if you keep the contact, it's, like, a challenge, right? Like, but most of us, like, make eye contact and look away. Oh, yeah. Right? And, like, a lot of us won't, like, keep the eye contact and smile. Maybe if we're, like, fully embodied in our, like, and we're feeling empowered. If it's, like, the right day at the right time. Right, like, right after a certain class or something, maybe. Yeah, but it's, like... It's interesting how, like, maybe if I'm, like, full get-up, like, feeling myself, you know, I'll be like, what's up, girl? I see you. But if I feel, like, garbage and I've got, like, you know, like, I'm breaking out from my period and, like, I'm in sweats, I'm not going to be looking at you in the eye. Why? Because I'm – there's an an intimidation. There's something there. And so it's it's so interesting that you say that because, like, I've been really making an effort to, like – even this like podcast, like I'm like looking at you in the eye. Yeah. And there's that part
1: of me that wants to like look away. Of course. Because it's like that's programming, right? Right. And it's vulnerable. And it's yeah. like there's a way, I don't know, there's like a difference in how you connect with somebody when you're really like there with them. Engaged, yeah. 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 But yeah, that that was just such that was such a powerful experience. And yeah. I want other women to have it. Like selfishly I want more of that for myself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> Creating what you need and, and like also creating it for other people is being of service to both. Like, I think yeah. it's like killing two birds with one stone for sure.
1: I think that a big part of it is, especially in this area, women being so disconnected from their bodies, yeah, which is very similar to what we were just talking about as far as like sensuality and sexuality is concerned. It is unsafe for us to be embodied, yeah, because our bodies attract bad things right they attract rape they attract assault they attract whatever like especially we hear all these things and so it's like that's what we're told
0: from like a young age and of course we know like the empowered us know that like we could be wearing you know an eskimo suit and like you know (laughs) it's gonna happen it's it's gonna happen right yeah like that there's not it's not our fault right it's not like you know we're not attracting it it's not about us um, but
1: it's ingrained in there still. Yeah. Thing. So, yeah, that I feel like that is like the first part of it is to be able to bring women into a space where they even feel comfortable. Yeah. Being in their bodies so that they can then show up for each yeah. other in a way that's embodied. And I, I just want that so much for every sister in my life.
0: Yeah. 100%. You know? Yeah. And I think, again, it's like, if we're not seeing it being done, then that's like our call to create it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: so we've got some work to do. I know, <laughs> and I'm excited. Okay,
1: the last story I want to tell you, and then we can wrap this up. Was um, I feel like we have to chop this into like five episodes? I know, right? I don't even know. I can't tell through GarageBand like how long it is, but it's always, pretty long. <laughs> yeah, we can always part make one, it part into two. two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was doing a Rite of the womb ceremony at. This yoga studio in San Clemente, and have you ever done one of those?
0: I've done, um, I've done a womb ceremony, but I don't think it was a rite of the womb. I think it was, um, I think it was, like, healing the wound or something like that. Okay. Um, I did it at Be the Change. In
1: okay, Irvine. I love that place. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the rite of the womb is a uh, traditions, like, Peruvian, Amazonian mm-hmm. medicine, and, it's an attunement, so you bring it in, or the person who's already been attuned brings it in, they bring it into their womb, they mm-hmm. share it with you, and then bring it into your womb, and it's, you know, like a chant that you do, mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful, and we've, I've actually done it with men before, we had yes. this one experience with men, and it was actually this one, um, my Siri <laughs> apparently decided I said something to Stop! <laughs> Anyways... So we did it down there and I want to say this was the first one that I did after I had already received my attunement Mm -hmm. and so it was me and then two women that I just like highly respect. It was such an honor to be there with them doing this with them and we had three men there that showed up for it which was so incredible because not only were we able to give them the attunement because they also have like you know metaphorical and spiritual wounds uh, you know and like mother wounds and mother wounds absolutely um, but to have them hold space was super powerful. Yeah. And at the end we had, we had the altar in the center. We had these rose petals, which we had like prayed into and offered to water mm-hmm. in the center and all these like, we had like 13 candles, like the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. And one of the men was the sound healer. Actually two of the men were a sound healer, but one of them was actually doing sound healing and he had all of his crystal bowls and he was playing them. And if memory serves me, I don't even believe he was playing the sacral chakra bowl. But as we danced at the end, the energy got so intense in the room that it shattered Wow the bowl. That's insane. It was so powerful. And the sacral chakra bowl of all of them. Like yeah. we've just done this wound healing, like that's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And it just was such an affirmation of like the power that women collectively have together and how amplified it was to have the men there holding yeah. space for us. In harmony. Yeah listen, people,
0: (laughs) in harmony, harmony, (laughs) yeah, no, it's so, it's so insane, too, like, I've been, like, so I started diving a little bit, (laughs) you guys, shocking, I know, I've never said that before, um, into human design a little bit, love that, yeah, and, like, showing that, like, my, um, my authority, like, center, my, um, is that what you call it, yeah, the authority center, yeah, yeah, um, is my uh, sacral chakra. And so, yeah, so it's been so interesting because I've been doing a lot of sound healings, like Tibetan bowl, like sound healings um, for the sacral. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, I can tell that there's so much that needs to be moved through there. Because before, I I mean, I've always done, like, different cleansing isn't, you know, just whatever it is that I needed. But to, like, know that, like, that's a big part of, like, my power source, which makes sense. It's like, as like my human design is manifesting generator so i need to do oh, things yeah. <laughs> like i need to do things from feeling pleasure like i need yeah. to feel good when i'm creating i can't just do things that i don't really like to do in terms of like creating and being um you know in alignment and being of service and stuff like that so i was noticing like at first before i dove into that i was like oh like why do i feel frustrated when i'm when i feel like i'm trying to you know write a post or create content but i'm not like I'm doing it from a place of I feel like I have to.
1: Yeah. Not like a... Alignment. Exactly. And so I'm, interesting, even though you have so much Gemini, that you still have to be coming from a place of, like, super connectedness. I feel like Geminis are just so intellectual that that would seem like it would be something very easy for you to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, and I almost
0: feel like as a Gemini, it would almost be, like, more of a generator kind of thing. Yeah. Like, more of the, like... But I... But, I, I mean, I have a Pisces moon, so that kind of, like... There you go. Yeah. There it is. And then, like, yeah. Yeah. So, I... My Pisces moon is, like, the... Mm-hmm. But I still feel like it's,
1: like, airy water. Yeah. Do you have a lot of air in your chart? Uh, I've got a lot of air and water. Yeah. I have a lot of fire and Earth, so... <laughs> We're good at Yeah. We're in a good balance. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. We could do an entire podcast on astrology. Yeah. I would that's on my list of things to do for sure
0: yeah I have a friend who lives in Long Beach who's an astrologer and you would love her so oh my god yeah hang out to like bring in all the people
1: yes please yeah okay so um let's talk about like where people can find us because you're gonna post this on yours and I'm gonna post this on Mm -hmm. mine so yeah talk about yourself
0: um so my Instagram handle is like that's where I'm most active it's where I have the most fun. <laughs> um yeah my Instagram handle is hey uh, anna victoria uh a n n a i almost forgot how to spell my name
1: that's you guys. <laughs> it only has two letters in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah hey anna
0: victoria and from there you can pretty much find everything. Info. Yeah like the link in my bio um I have like a link tree thing so you can find like my website and the podcast and um my email
1: and everything
0: like that. Fabulous.
1: Yeah. Um so for all of you human becoming listeners Mm -hmm. out there, I am Courtney Barr and kind of the same thing. You can go onto my Instagram. I have an Instagram for the podcast at Make It Sacred Podcast or even better, you can go to at Courtney Marie Barr, B-A-R-R. And I have a link tree as well. So it'll take you to the Spotify, the iTunes, it can take you to my own personal website if y'all want to get acupuncture, um, and I think that's it. Yeah. This was amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited. I feel like once we hear it, we're going to laugh so hard because it's just going to be us going all these different ways. I feel like I'm going to want to listen to this on a daily basis just to remind me of who the fuck I am. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you need to have, like, a sign I need to have a sign made and then just have it everywhere in my car, Mm -hmm. in my office, in my room. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Because it's so
0: important. It's, like, you just have to take the time to connect to it. And it's a practice, but, like... Once you actually connect to who you are, like you're unstoppable, because you know
1: who you are, what you are here to do, and it just you know? makes everything worth it and fun. It just yeah. there's so much more levity mm-hmm. and not so much seriousness yeah. in that space, yeah. so that you can laugh about even all the crazy struggles. Yeah, well, yeah. And silliness is so sacred on its
0: own. Like keeping <sighs> I so that. Agree with that. That light. Like, I feel like. Spirituality can get so heavy if we're
1: not, like, intentional. Way too heavy. Mm -hmm. Like, too much on the light side, too much on the dark side. We need that happy medium. Harmony. Harmony. That's what we're going to call this episode. Finding (laughs) harmony. Finding harmony. We just did it.
0: (gasps) And finding harmony in
1: literally everything, because we just talked about, like, every topic (laughs) ever. (laughs) Everything you could possibly imagine. And we just scratched the surface. We're going to have to do, like, this will probably be... Part two, but we're gonna do part three. Like in a five and a six. <laughs> and a five and a, we should just have a podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> we should yeah. just merge, make it sacred and, be, and human becoming and just yeah. have it be out. You already have a podcast with somebody else, though, right?
0: Yeah. But I mean, like, I could totally come jump on yours and then, like, yeah, we need put the, to, I don't I know. know. We'll see what
1: happens. We'll see yeah. what spirit tells us. But yeah, I think things are happening right now. I think so too. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I love you. Bye! <laughs>